All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. In the fight for the country. Big week coming up. Glad you're in on Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Emirati's going to have full sports report. Gio Fran holding it down. And, man, I've got a lot to get to tonight. We've got breaking news on certain things going on in this race. I'm going to have your daily um, update from Sidney Powell. I'm going to have uh, all kinds of stuff. And, I, and I'm going to have Joe Biden from today, which is where I'm going to start. And um, with all due respect, he's clueless. He's clueless <laughs> and um, confused, quite frankly. And really acting like, uh, I don't know what the word to put. I don't know, dictator might be a little strong. Maybe not, though. Maybe not. As he stands up there, the, the media today outdid themselves and that's saying a lot when mm. i say they outdid themselves in these uh this questioning which was almost like soft porn which is what it, that's what it was almost like man i should i should have tuned in mm. yeah that's that's what it was like it, it really was like listening to a harlequin novel i mean they're like drooling almost laughing in the i mean the, these questions of him we're waiting for Joe Biden to walk in. His hair is flowing in the breeze. That's Wait. almost, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. they might as well have a like uh, the buffer doing the v- VO as he comes in. And they, he gives this incoherent statement. How they, you know, I just met with uh, the, the, the vice president, Mrs. Vice President-elect, he says, or whatever. And I just, uh, the lady stumbles over. I can't even understand what he's saying. <laughs> he met with business leaders. and oh, you're Great. I'm sure they were really thrilled. To know that they're going to get locked, everybody's going to get locked down. Like Michigan's, oh, Ava strikes again, by the way. Not to jump around here like a drunken sailor, but <laughs> Ava strikes again in Michigan. It's unbelievable. What's your girl up to? Three weeks, everything shut down. Restaurants, everything. No interior dining again. At least, she says only three weeks. Yeah, okay. We'll see you in May, probably. That's my guess in Michigan. As she totally puts the restaurant industry probably out of uh, complete business, the whole industry in Michigan from now on. But let's get to that in a second. So Biden today, confused, um, clueless, and quite frankly, his response to the ant. Now Joe Biden's going to tell us that Donald Trump's going to kill people if he doesn't give him his plan for the vaccine that the president is 100% responsible for. This guy who's offered, and the mask, wearing the mask. That's, all, that's what he's offered us through this whole thing. What, what has he offered? Nothing. No plan, nothing. He campaigned longer than the Trump campaign uh, did rallies. He's offered nothing. Wear a mask. That's what he's offered. That's what he's been good for. And today he tells us that Trump's going to be responsible for killing people. If he doesn't turn over his plan to distribute the vaccine. It's just psychotic. As if he's That's... like, again, we have president and now we have president like 1A in Joe Biden. Like it, it hasn't, the vote hasn't been certified. He, he's, he's nothing other than a candidate right now still. He's not president-elect. It hasn't been certified. He doesn't need to know what the plan is. I wouldn't give him the plan. He wouldn't understand it anyways. Uh, how many states are there? <laughs> what? Military? That's why they're not giving it to him. They're probably thinking he's not going to understand it anyways. 
And by the way, they probably everything is probably set to go. Did you listen to the the, the press conference the other day with the president and the military um, generals who were there talking about this? Yeah. What's Joe Biden need to know? So, uh, what's he need to know right now? And there's the media. Oh, what are we going to do? What, Mr. Mr. President-elect, it's good to see you. You're looking good. Did you lose weight? Let me ask you, what are we going to do if you don't, um, what are you going to do if Trump thre- threatening the world here? Oh, my God, what are we going to do? I mean, it's just pathetic. Just pathetic, all of them today. But his response to this question, that the president's going to be responsible for killing people. If he doesn't give him the president's plan to distribute the vaccines. It's amazing, by the way, that Moderna and um, Pfizer didn't know this before the election. Just saying. Right. 94% and Pfizer's 95%, whatever it is. Both of them, all of a sudden. And the president called for this. The president's been right all along. The president's work on this is the only reason we have this. And, and Pfizer and Moderna probably didn't like the, uh, getting pushed like they got pushed. To have this ready in the time that they had to have it ready. Yeah, or the plan that January 1st takes place to bring in generic drugs that are going to really push down their bottom line. This is payback for that. To the um, to cutting out the middleman, the lowest price deal. Yeah. Yeah, this hurts their bottom line. Well, he, said, he has said, speaking to that point, he has said for a month or two leading up to this, they don't like me right now. Talking about basically all of the drug companies. With the uh, you know best nations, yep, which he says does kick in January first. Yeah, favored nations, and remember he made that comment. I got to disappear for a couple of days. Yeah. Well, he was talking about people that don't like him very much. Correct. So, but now Biden's telling us that Trump's going to kill people if he doesn't get his plan. That's that's that was today, and I have the questions. I have all of them. I think he was asked twelve questions today from these sycophants. Not one of them was about what we saw happen in Washington D.C. this weekend from his supporters. His supporters, his base, as night fell over what was otherwise seemingly a pretty fantastic day. Peaceful, for the most part. I saw nothing during the day in the coverage, by the way, that Real America's Voice did with real coverage. Ben Berkwam, Amanda Head out there. The, the coverage that Real America's Voice did brought you there the whole day. No one else did it. No one else. Covered it. I mean, uh, maybe a couple feeble attempts from a couple other online, like YouTube-ish streams, but nothing like what they did. So bravo to them for the coverage. But I mean, I didn't see anything other than, um, my guess would be a couple, 100, 150,000, 200,000 people. Yeah, that's Brian a- Statler. A couple hundred people showed up. Oh, Shut up. <laughs> I'm so sick of him. How is he even on TV anymore? There had to be 100, 200,000 people oh, there. Easy, oh, easy, right? Sure. Yeah. Some of the uh, confrontations in the street were pretty interesting. I'm sure you guys saw some of that. You saw some of the MAGA supporters asking the cops for help and arguing with them. You see any of that? Yeah. You know, we've yeah, we've got your back. you got to pick sides one day, too. We're with you. They're against you. At home. Hit home. At home. I saw a lot of that. I saw, like I said, mostly what well, seemed like a peaceful day until night fell. And then here they come. The, uh, the wolf packs. The groups of them. Eh, more like roaches. 
I would say. You know, once the uh, kitchen light goes out, that's when the roaches come out. Yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, that's what it was. I mean, and just... I mean, children. Like, kids. Like, being held by their mother. That, that's who these subhuman bastards are going after. I mean, kids in strollers. Kids being held by their mom. I mean, senior citizens. People eating, minding their own business, getting fireworks shot at them. Yeah. The gentleman who we've all, the, the one that really you'll remember from this weekend, the guy walking away, and this guy comes up from behind them and cold cocks him. I mean, I watched that. He, that guy got cold clocked from behind more than once. And the, the last one, that guy knew exactly when he was going to strike, when he was going to run up against him. That was... I just I was just disgusted at people there who didn't step in and, and really get it going. Not one question to Joe Biden about this today. Not one. Not 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 a question about it. Not an, not no one asked him to condemn it. It was never brought up as they're sitting there like a bunch of drunk Biden, let me ask you this. Nothing. Now just reverse it. There wouldn't be a single question about anything else if it was reversed. Twelve questions, not a single question about it. Not a reference to it, nothing. He put out some cheesy statement to, I think, the news outlets in the afternoon saying, I condemn all violence. Oh, great, thank you. (laughs) Good to know. Got that one off your chest. Way to go, Joe. Did you write that yourself? That's awesome. I mean, the media, t- I'm, I, I was so irate watching these questions and the interaction. And I mean, nothing to say of his answers, of what he wants to do. I mean, ugh. college debt, all this is, as he's addressed, what he wants to do with all this. He thinks he's going to do by executive order. And then you've got Fauci out there. You've got the, the governor of Michigan. I mean, this is why. This is why we're in the fight we're in. This is why those of us who care, who actually believe that, yes, there was, if you don't believe there was some fraud in this election, well, you're, you're just purposely not looking for it because you're a hack. Because clearly at this point, there's no disputing it. Um, and let's go, if, you, if, you, if you've been living in a cave, let's just go to what's happened in the last couple hours. Georgia, recount. It was pretty lame from what everybody tells me and from what Heather Mullins was reporting on Real America's Voice, that there was all, there was just, this was a, a basically a show. But even still, Georgia recount uncovers 2,600 new votes in presidential race. Wow, look at that. Oops. A recount in Georgia's presidential race found more than 2,600 ballots in Floyd County that hadn't originally been tallied, likely helping President Donald Trump reduce his 14,000-vote deficit to Joe Biden in the state. You know, it's 14,000. It's not 140,000. It's a minuscule number. Trump could gain nearly 1,000 net votes from the discovered ballots, maybe more. Who knows? There were 1,643 new votes for Trump, 865, they believe, for Biden. The problem occurred because county election officials, now listen, listen, all you, where's the fraud, Damon? Listen up. 
The problem occurred because county election officials didn't upload the votes from a memory card in a ballot scanning machine, said Gabriel Sterling, the state's voting system manager. He called it, quote, an amazing blunder and said the county's elections director should resign. Quote, it's not an equipment issue. It's a person not executing their job properly, Sterling said. This is a kind of situation that requires a change at the top of their management side. The previously uncounted votes were cast during in-person early voting. Over half the 5,000 printed out ballots cast on an optical scanner were initially recorded. So these 2,600 were not. And go, guess what? It's probably most likely going to help the president with only a 14,000 vote margin. So that's just one example that if you looked at nothing else, you could read today and see that clearly there has been, you don't want to call that fraud? Okay, there's clearly human error, and this is why all of these things need to be looked at. We got a lot to do. Glad you're in on a Monday to start the week, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. I've got Sidney Powell, and I've got PBS, who, believe it or not, looked into Dominion voting systems. You're going to be interested to see this. from studio 6 p on a monday night just getting started lots to do we were talking during the break about what's going on obviously i just told you what's going on in georgia it's not enough to change the election damon okay thank you i mean if it can happen there it can happen all over the place and if it could happen there it could happen more could happen there right and if it could happen with one uh you know, a uh, file could happen with many files. We get the things we've seen with Hammer and Scorecard and, and these algorithms, what you saw with Dr. Shiva. And listen, I've seen how many how many interviews did you guys see with, with Sydney over the weekend oh, yeah. and today? Well, at least six, seven. Yeah. And every yeah. one of them, she stares in the camera and says, they're done. And she says things like, I'm coming after the CIA as well. And they've been as mischievous and criminal and active. Listen, I I don't want to lose the show. Well, she's. <laughs> I, my, I don't want my. She, I need she, to- well, she has said she. I don't, I don't think she said she's coming after the CIA, but she said she'd like to know where everybody is. Where the hell is everybody? Well, she said that they have been involved at some level protecting this technology and using it for their own good. That's an accusation. Well, I have some Sydney Powell today. She was on multiple places. And we're still, I think Harry's working on getting her here, of course. But I mean, she is doing yeoman's work. And I mean, she is doing heavy lifting. And I hope she's, um, I hope she is undertaking the um, Bo Deedle and Associates or somebody <laughs> to, uh, well. Uh, I'm sure that uh, she's under some type of uh, secret service type protection. Because let's face it. Well, she needs to be. I hope yeah, so. My God. Because the oh. stuff that she is. Uh, not only um, saying, but has access to. There are some people, very powerful people, who probably don't want her to say any more. And I'll leave it there. Um, she keeps, I mean, she keeps letting out more and more and more. And I mean, even to the point where I heard her on someplace tonight. Um, well, it was on Levin, as a matter of fact, at 630. And she said something about the governor of Georgia. 
Yeah. And he and he and he actually had to say, "Well, wait a minute. Let's. I, I mean, you, you don't. You're you're not proving that yet. You don't have that's unsubstantiated." And then she said, "Yes, we haven't verified it yet." So he was even protecting himself and the company. But I mean, she's throwing around some big things, and um, she said, "When you read." Some of what we're putting together. She said it's coming through like a fire hose. It's coming so yeah. in so fast. Yeah. And when you read okay. this, um, I think something she's either filed or filing. She says, you're not going to believe it. And I have some clips of her. She was on um, Rush's show today. Rush wasn't there. God bless Rush, by the way. Um, but Mark Stein was sitting in and she was on. So I took a couple audio clips of some of the stuff she talked about on there today. And then she's done a whole bunch of other things. And I saw Jenna Ellis out there today. She's brilliant too, man. Holy cow. What a team he's put together yeah. to fight this, to fight for the country here. And that's exactly what they're doing. And uh, it, it, it is so beyond the pale aggravating to watch. And this is, yes, I, I know what I'm saying, but I'm saying it anyways because I want you to hear it. It is beyond the pale to see these media types commenting on how come on let's just let's move along here there's no fraud there's there, this is a waste of time the pre- it is they haven't talked to one person they haven't read one affidavit they haven't read any of the filings they haven't talked to john solomon they haven't talked to any of his team how many shows has john solomon gone on besides this one real america's voice Sebastian Gorka's radio show, which I've, I hear him on all the time, and maybe a couple others. Has he been on CNN? Where's Anderson Cooper? Has he called them? Probably not. Has he been on MSNBC? Where's Chris Hayes? Where's Joy Reid? Where's that dummy and dumb and dumber in the morning? Have they called him? <laughs> of course not. He's been on nothing because they have no interest in it at all. No interest. And it's clear in front of their face that it's there. They could talk to John Solomon, but they don't. No one calls to talk to him. Well, what are you finding? You would think the media in this country would want to know. You mean actually talk to investigative journalists? Yeah. Are you crazy? They're actually on the ground doing work. Yeah, that's none of that left. This is all just infomercial. It's a big, slow-cook infomercial. You know, just buy their grand, great reset now. Buy their digital currency. Forgo your life the way you know it and just and just get in line, you dumb little lemming. Why, why doesn't Leland Vittard, <laughs> instead, of, instead of picking a fight with um, um, Aaron Perini, who she kicked him around, but instead of being a, being rude to Aaron Perini, why doesn't he have John Solomon on to talk about this? No, he just wants to have Aaron on so he can just say, ah, this is, come on, you're wasting everybody's time. This is the position of, of um, the mainstream media. We're wasting everybody's time. Get on with it. They won't even give him what Al Gore took. There's plenty of time here. December 8th is the first date anybody has to care about. But no, he's going to fight with Aaron Perini. He won't call John on. He won't call any of his people on that are actually on the ground finding things. No. No, he'll fight with Aaron Perini, though, about wasting everybody's time. 
arguing with her whether there's fraud or not. There's, there's, there's things everywhere you could read. There's filings, there's affidavits. Does he read any of them? No, they don't care. Morning Joe, nothing. Andrea Mitchell, nothing. None of them. No question, not one question. Uh, Mr. Biden, did you see, I mean, they, just take one, did you see what happened in Georgia? This 20, do you think, it, what, what's your feelings on that? Say something. One, not a question to anybody about any of it. They just want to act like it doesn't exist. Well, they can't ask him about that, Damon. He's already slipped up and said, I have the, exactly. the best uh, uh, election fraud uh, setup ever. So if they ask him now about it, he's going to talk more. They can't have him do that. Besides, right. how are they going to be invited to all those great Christmas parties with no masks on and rub shoulders up against everybody because, well, it's fine for thee, not for me. That's their crowd. All right, let's do some news here um, with uh, Paul Nolan. What's going on, Paul? Well, I mean, it's just so much stuff. I guess, uh, you know, I guess I want to start with this one. Um, drives me absolutely crazy. Um, an increase from last week of more than half the likely U.S. voters now think Democrat Joe Biden legitimately won the presidential election. Sure. Um, so this comes right out of the like Nazi propaganda, mainstream media nonsense, and the the lemmings are just every, yeah okay. So it's now twenty nine percent think Trump, and fifty eight percent think uh, Joe Biden. This is from Rasmussen. Right. So they did a poll. And so they said, "What was the question they asked?" The question them? was, "Who do you believe legitimately won the presidential election this year?" Well, why would anyone not say Biden? He's the working from the office of the president-elect. Oh, he's yeah. got the signs yeah. to prove it. Yep. He's getting questions about, he's talking to world leaders, he's telling us. Um, he's forming policy. He was asked today about certain policy that he wants. Meanwhile, four years ago, I, I believe we all heard that doing this, talking to world leaders, was um, a jailable offense. Yeah, Logan. Logan Act. Oh, don't forget, Damon, the media keeps telling everybody he won. So there's that part, too. Yeah, so why would they not think he won? But, I mean, well, but, they're not into, all, into the minutiae of all this like we are. The good news is every poll we reported on right through up until the election was dead wrong. So at least we have that going <laughs> for us. true. Good point. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's just it, the lies, the endless mind. It, it's just, um, it's really stunning to me that you hear no talk and not yes i know it's not stunning because i know i understand my question you all of you are saying you really think that no of course not damn it but i'm talking about it <laughs> it's just stunning that they won't even do the slightest bit of research we should try to get a hold of john solomon and ask him if he's been invited on any other show on mainstream media i got been invited on anything to talk about anything. I got to get the, his latest on Hunter Biden and link to Russia at next segment. We'll, de- we'll get to that coming up next. Live from Studio 6B on a Monday. Glad you're in. Glad you're in. Just getting started. We were talking in the break just now. 
how you're seeing more and more of these videos. I know the media doesn't care, so but we do. Um, where you see the the numbers, the tally numbers on the uh, on the two candidates, and um, you know when you're counting votes, it should either pretty much stay the same or go up. It really it shouldn't shouldn't come down. No, there's right. videos where you have the Democrat, even some of these Senate races. You have the Democrat and you have the Republican, and you got whatever their numbers are at the time, and then you see it flash, and it comes back, and the Republicans got less votes than it just had and the democrats got the same number more votes so the guy lost 583 and the democrat gained 583 at the same time yeah uh, it's amazing i didn't think they did recounts while they're still counting yeah <laughs> that, how do you how do you lose votes when you're counting yeah but that's what was happening and the great part was is is the bottom cryon was static, so it didn't move. That number wasn't being being updated and tabulated like Damon was saying on the break. That was probably done, you know, by hand by someone in the in the control room later. But they had the live feed popping up and flashing, and immediately when they flashed, they cut away, and that's where they stopped the video. And you could back it up and see the number change. And like you said, five eighty three, the exact. So that's over, you know, that's over a thousand votes shifted right there, five eighty three away from Trump gained by biden well and, and one and the one i saw amazing. wasn't the presidential it was a senate race but still i mean how do you lose votes the same number that the guy gained you're uh you're 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 four thousand five hundred and he's uh five thousand all of a sudden he's fifty five hundred and you're four thousand well, how do you lose votes oh people change their mind <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, hey, uh, yeah the poll watches <laughs> all right let's do some news here with uh paul nolan what's going on mr so nolan? this is a story that you know good news from just the news uh this is the this is the headline if you have to sleep with her do it a hunter biden linked firm pursuit of russian money so it's a few months before russian oligarch elena betterina wired three and a half million dollars in february 2014 to hunt the biden linked firm his business associated uh Associates scrambled to secure U.S. bank approval because she was on a federal government watch list for financial transactions, uh, according to never-before-revealed uh, emails and documents. So I don't know if you have the clip on this, but the memos obtained by Just the News show Hunter Biden's primary business partner, Devin Archer, you've heard his name here, uh, and business associates uh, Jason Galanis and Bevin Cooney began working in 2013 to overcome regulatory and compliance issues so they could take the Russian billionaire's money in one of her companies called uh, Burnham. Yeah. So I, it, it, this goes pretty far, and it's, she's so rich. This is what the quote was from Galanis. She's so rich, she has uh, Burnham money stuck in her sofa. Good luck, Archie. And then he asked, said, if you have to sleep with her, do it for the team. Yeah. And if you've seen her, not worth three and a half billion. Seamus <laughs> uh, Bruner um, actually did a cut for Just the News. Cut to G. Here's, uh, here's his report on it. Roll it. Today on justthenews.com, never before revealed emails and documents demonstrate the relationship between Biden-linked entities and the Russian oligarch Yelena Batarina dates back to November 2013. At that time, Biden's associates were scrambling, trying to figure out ways to get Yelena Batarina's money into the United States banking system. Yelena Batarina was at that time on a watch list for financial transactions involving money laundering. Biden's associates were working with a bank, Morgan Stanley and J.P. Morgan, trying to get 
the Russian oligarch's money into the United States. Now, Senate Homeland Security Committee and Chairman Ron Johnson released a report showing that $3.5 million was wired from Yelena Batarina's accounts into an entity linked to Biden interest. That entity, Rosemont Seneca Thornton, was actually a founding shareholder in the Bohai Harvest China entity co-founded by Hunter Biden and his associates. Now, the emails and documents obtained exclusively by Just the News show that Biden's associates said that Yelena Batarina is so rich she has money stuck in her sofa and that if you need to sleep with her, do it for the team. They were speaking to Hunter Biden's right-hand man, Devin Archer, and it's clear that getting the Russian oligarch's money into the U.S. banking system was a priority. This piece shows exactly how urgent Biden's associates were trying to get the Russian oligarch's money into their system. For Just the News reporting, I'm Seamus Bruner. Hmm. Yeah, I would say it's a priority if that was the uh, call to action. By the way, who's happier about what the president's doing uh, challenging this than Hunter Biden, by the way? And you would think Joe Biden would have enough smarts to go, eh, maybe we should let them ho- uh, hog the news for the next, uh, till December 8th. Keep his uh, son out of the news. It is just completely stunning that this isn't a story everywhere. Just imagine that was uh, Don Jr., so let's do a couple of Sydney Powell's here. She was on Russia's show and um, cut one G. Um, I'm sorry. Well, it's Sydney Powell cut one. Cut nine. Here's um, here's the first uh, segment from uh, her appearance. Roll that. Well, there are so many problems, Mark. It would be hard to articulate all of them. <laughs> Their system was specifically created and designed by Venezuelan money and interest to rig elections for Hugo Chavez and then for Maduro. It was exported internationally, um, understand, to rig an election in Argentina. And it has been used to rig this election for uh, to make the, it appear the votes were for Mr. Biden when Donald Trump won overwhelmingly. And I'm in the process of collecting evidence through a fire hose to the point it feels like a tsunami now right. of, of honest, patriotic people, American citizens who are coming forward to tell us exactly what was going on. And I, I was just got word today that 100 Dominion employees have even taken any affiliation with Dominion off their LinkedIn accounts and Dominion scrubbing names of people like crazy. It also came out because some of my math experts, uh, who I know very well, immediately identified the algorithm that was being run to change the vote. Right. So that any number of batches of votes were changed by the machine, which it, by its own manual it tells people it can do that. It was changed to run 67 percent for Biden, and votes were injected in that number by the hundreds of thousands multiple times. The exact same number and ratio were injected like three times in Wisconsin and twice in Michigan or vice versa a, a couple of 20 minutes apart or something. It's yeah. absurd. And for people to say there's no evidence of fraud or the people that want to cover up the fraud for whatever their personal interests are, we also have some evidence coming in that, that people who bought these Dominion systems for their states got special benefits on the side. Right. And, 
Yeah. I, I mean, the, the level and width of the corruption is what the American people have felt for a long time. But we're, we're just now getting people to come forward because it's so bad and they've realized that I'm here and I will fight for it until we get it out there. So the idea that um, the president did so well that it made them really um, get very negligent with their attempted theft is, um, well, it's an interesting idea because it, for one, would explain how a guy who couldn't get a crowd if he was giving out $100 bills could all of a sudden have the biggest vote in the history of the country. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. <laughs> your, your common sense. But does but my my point is though? But does it make sense given what she's alleging? It makes sense then, doesn't it? Of course, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Though this should have been a landslide. This should have been what I I I mean. I was like a broken record. This is going to be. This should be Reagan Mondale. If it wasn't for the fraud, and I knew the fraud was coming, they had set us up for months for it. Not forget the 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 CCP virus lockstep with the with the deep state Democrats, central bankers, the deep state scum. It, it's been a plan. It's it's just been out there. The coup after coup after coup. Well, a couple of things I've picked up on listening to a bunch of these interviews is, uh, I was not aware. And I don't know how many of the voting, what percentage of the voting public was aware, because I think in 2016, we were told that none of these machines were ever, quote unquote, online. And that's how they were supposed to be so secure from Russia, Russia, Russia. Right. Well, now all of a sudden, these machines are online and the votes are going overseas, according to Sydney yeah, Powell. Germany. And a couple other places. What could go wrong? Yeah. You know, ha- having a system developed by uh, Hugo Chavez and, not, and some of his backers. And then, of course, you know, uh, have it adopted here in this country. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, I don't know. It's probably not weird that the Hint, uh, Clinton Foundation and Soros was also involved in financing it. That's probably not weird. No. Stop it, Paul. Uh, let's go cut to Sidney Powell, G. Cut 10. Democrats, Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar, were complaining about this uh, several years ago. Carolyn Maloney wrote a letter to people about Hold it a second. years ago. Now, by the way, remember, I played you Nancy Pelosi on the floor uh, from 2000, I think back in 2012, last week, complaining about the, the, these ever-moving tallies from these machines and what it does to the public notion that the election is secure. The speaker, the now speaker of the House, was concerned about it back then, as was Amy Klobuchar and some of these other Democrats. Now they're nowhere to be found. Go ahead. They're even scrubbing the articles they cited from the Internet. We've gone to Mm -hmm. check on several links, and they're gone. Uh, This is very widespread, and I have no doubt at this point it involves the tech companies at Silicon Valley who are also trying to suppress our free speech on Mm. all of these issues to cover their own you-know-whats. Yep, absolutely. I, I I am livid about all of it. I am livid about the level of corruption. I'm livid that the FBI and the CIA haven't done anything about the complaints they've received, which just makes me want to know even more who's been paid what and and who is responsible for all of this and and who's paid whom to get their by their elections 
Yeah. And what's going on at DOJ? Are they are they aware of this going on, or are, are they silent because something they're doing something? Are they not doing something? I mean, it's 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 a sad state of affairs when we don't even know if we can even rely or count on our own Department of Justice to even be involved with something that. I mean, it seems to me there's plenty there to at least look at. Doesn't it kind of weird that one of the chief programmers on Dominion was uh, on Biden's transition team? I think he was just added onto Biden's transition team. Yeah. Well, that's, that's called yeah. payback. Yep. Yeah, make sure you take care of your friends, man. They just got you elected, man. You know that, man. Gotta, he's got to get his beak wet, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Get some of those government contracts sent his way. Or, yeah. or funnel them to his friends who, who will make him the big guy in their breakdown. Be like, ah, the big guy's got to get his beak wet, too, his 10%. Right, Joe? Will, will the full deep state be, uh, the whole gang be back in place when Cheney becomes part, part of the uh, defense uh, team? That's going to be funny. All right, more to do. We'll do some sports. Top of the hour, I'm going to play you. Um, well, Judy Woodruff, she cared about this at one point, or at least her, her network did, because they did a little bit of a dive into Dominion. Not too long ago either. And I played you, actually, a small clip of this longer piece that I'm going to play you today, believe it or not, about two weeks ago. So I'll play you the full coming up. Studio 6B on a Monday night. Lots still to do. I've got the little tyrant. I'm sorry, the little doctor, uh, Dr. Fauci. He's coming up with Jake Tapper. Quack, quack. Um, SpaceX had another another launch. We got a little bit on that. Um, CNN. Now, this, this would be, this would maybe, maybe make me fall on the floor with laughter. CNN's supposedly up for sale. AT&T says that's, you know, $150 billion in debt. <laughs> they got to unload or gets, you know, and they're looking maybe to unload CNN. And somebody brought up the idea of the president coming up with a yeah. $200 million price tag and <laughs> change it to the conservative news network and just take it over, which would be. He should do a he should do a one night only episode of the. Now um, that's like soft porn, D. He should do a one, <laughs> he should do a one night episode of the the show he used to do on the um, the show he used to do on NBC. Oh, you mean the Stetler, Stetler, Cooper, all fired. of them, <laughs> right down the line. Fired. Right down the line. You're fired. You're fired. You suck. You're fired. Get out. You're All so bad we're keeping you, but we're going to sit around laughing at you. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what he should do. So It'd be I, better if he did it while they're doing the news and just yeah. walk on and yeah. sit next to him and be like, by and the have way. A, have his replacement right there yeah. waiting to sit down and take over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do some sports with uh, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D, big rodeo weekend. I have two reports. I'll have the PRCA rodeo report in the second segment. But for this one, we have the 2020 Pro Bull Riders World Finals, AT&T Stadium, Arlington, 
Texas. And, uh, well, the big winner was Jose Vitor LeMay. He is the world champion. He won the 2020 championship with an amazing ride. He delivered a 95.75 score uh, on the final out of Saturday night, uh, the highest uh, mark ride of his career to win round three of the 2020 World Finals, Unleash the Beast, uh, securing the coveted gold buckle and winning $1 million. Um, he was on the classic bowl, Whoopa, and Whoopa had a really big night as well. Uh, he had a, a 46.75 score, so uh, incredible weekend. Um, and uh, even though LeMay won the World Championships for 2020, the actual winner of the PBR World Finals on Sunday was 22-year-old Boudreaux Campbell of um, Crockett, Texas. Uh, he's now ranked number three in the world. Um, he had a total score of 710 for the weekend and an aggregate score of 358. He won $368,500. And uh, great weekend there in the, uh, in the world finals. Let's go to the Masters Big D. Uh, Augusta National Golf Club. Uh, beautiful weekend. A little bit of rain here and there, but they made it through. Dustin Johnson closed with a 4-under, 68, and finished at 20-under for a 268 for the four-day score, uh, breaking by two shots. The record set by Tiger Woods in 1997 and matched by Jordan Spieth back in 2015. He had only four bogeys and 17 holes. It's another record held by Jack Nicklaus and uh, Johnny Demarit. Uh, he missed only 12 greens all week, a record less set by Woods. His five-shot victory was the largest Masters since Wood won by 20 12, again in 1997. And Tiger Woods didn't have a great day. He had his worst hole in, hole in his, his golf career uh, where he put three shots into the water. All right, fine. That's fine. But uh, he finished at 38 <laughs> along with Tony Finau. Um, leave, my, leave my Tiger alone. Hey, that, he had his 10-cup moment. Everybody's talking about that hole. I know. That's true. You know? That's true. And he put the jacket on Dustin Johnson afterwards, which was really nice. So it was but very it was emotional. And uh, college football this weekend, a uh, couple of quick scores. I'll tell you, Cincinnati's really looking good, number, Cincinnati, uh, number seven, Cincinnati. Uh, junior quarterback Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati had uh, 24-31, 327 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, number nine, Indiana, blank Michigan State, 24 nothing. Uh, number 12, Miami, just nipped Virginia Tech, 25-24. And number two, Notre Dame, beat Boston College, 45-31. to Notre Dame now 8-0, number two ranked, looking good. Uh, number 20, USC, 34-30 over Arizona. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, um, Florida looked really good. They annihilated Arkansas, 63-35. And here's a senior quarterback that— well, me, you, me, you, Paul— yeah. Fran, oh, Geo, oh. I mean, could annihilate Arkansas. Yeah, well, that's true. But I tell you, that Kyle Trask, Big D, he's looking good. Look at the line on him. 23 of 29, 356 yards and six touchdowns. Hey, that senior, somebody's going to pick him up in the draft, I think, in the first round. He's looking pretty good. No he, way. He, he, first he round? Is, uh, no way. He has so. vaulted late. himself into Heisman contention. He has. He's late, late first round, Big D. I can see it. Um, and uh, Wisconsin, number 10, Wisconsin, Wallop, Michigan. Michigan's got major problems. Harbaugh oh, that's has all got right. Their coach the is he's, 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 he's fine. Don't yeah. worry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, one last thing, Big D. We got Monday Night Football from Legendary Soldier Field. Right now, Minnesota Vikings are up 7 to nothing over the Chicago Bears. Looks like a good game. We're right at the end of the first quarter there. Thielen just made an incredible catch on a pass by Cousins. And uh, we have some great NFL highlights in the second round as well, Big D. That's a wrap for the first segment. All right, thanks, Rick. Uh, let's do a little more news here uh, with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? You know, we were talking about you know, the fraud and, and some of the indicators. I mean, no, you know, we know that no president has ever won Florida and Ohio and then not, 
you know, one. So it's yep. really been a lot of weird indicators. We talked about the the woke culture being completely pushed away, but this was interesting too. Um, over the ne- over the past forty years, pres- presidential election- elections have observed a phenomenon. Nineteen counties in the nation that have always voted for the winner, be it Republican or Democrat, were dubbed the bellwether counties. And until this year, no president since Reagan has missed even one. In 2020, all but one of the bellwethers picked uh, Donald Trump by a margin of 16 points on average. Only one, Callum County in Washington, went to former Vice President Joe Biden by only about a three-point margin. So the bellwethers aren't a crystal ball. Their streak was expected to end sooner or later, but it would be striking for it to end so radically. So there's there's a list of another 58 counties that correctly pitched uh, the president since 2000. Trump, sw- tri- some, Trump got 51 of them, fi- you know, by an average margin of, of, of 15 points. These are little places where there probably wasn't a lot of fraud, and it's really kind of just more news of how, really how pr- heartbreaking the State of the Union is. It just makes me beyond sick, guys. Um, there's an article in um, The Federalist. Republicans have good reason not to trust the election results, and it's not because they're stupid or traitorous Nazis. This is written by John Daniel Davidson. He says, just to give you a little bit of this, he says, to read reports in the mainstream media press about the throngs of President Trump supporters who rallied in D.C. over the weekend, you'd think the crowd was made up of a bunch of conspiracy theory, addled rubes, and delusional far-right extremists, all of them hoodwinked into thinking the election was stolen. The march uh, came on the heels of a poll last week that found a staggering 70% of Republicans now say they don't believe the presidential election the presidential election was free or fair that news like news of the self-described million maga march was met with mixed of contempt hysteria and condensation from democrats in the media their rough consensus is that gop voters who still support the president are either treasonous or stupid reinforced constantly by a brittle insistence that there was quote unquote no fraud in the presidential election. A front page declaration by the New York Times, election officials nationwide find no fraud, has been repeated everywhere, mantra-like. Any claims of voter fraud or ballot counting irregularities, whether from President Trump or the tens of thousands who marched over the weekend, are called baseless, unfounded, and have, quote-unquote, no evidence behind them. There's a palpable nervousness about the media's insistence that the election was as pure as the driven white snow. Maybe they seem so nervous because they know what everyone in America knows. There was nothing pure or secure or even ordinary about this election. How could there be? Under the pretext of ensuring voter access during the pandemic, Democrats, leftist nonprofits, and activist judges across the country unleashed a flood of changes to election rules in the months leading up to the vote, including an unprecedented expansion of mail-in voting, an inherently fraught method of casting ballots that removes almost all oversight from the process. Where's the fraud? Where's the fraud? This is the fraud. The fraud happened before the votes were cast, a lot of it. That's the point. Kimberly Strassel also has a great article about this that I'll get to in hour two from the Wall Street Journal this weekend. We'll continue with this. PBS, a lot more to do. Stay with me.
live from Studio 6 p.m. on a Monday night. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Comcast in Chicago, 113. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Emroni's going to have sports. Glad you're here. If you're on social media, make sure you follow wherever you're watching so you get notified when we go live. Glad you're in. Make sure you follow Real America's Voice, too. Man, if you followed Real America's Voice on Saturday, you got the best coverage of um, the MAGA March. Let me just say this to the Republicans, by the way, most of you. Uh, You better start to understand that Make America Great Again is something that the president ran on four years ago that the American people bought into, believe in, and still support. And if you had any questions about that, I hope you watched what was going on Saturday. And those of you spineless worms in the Republican Party who are, um, come on, let's go, move on here. What are you doing? It's is over. Well, the 70-plus million, if not more, people who voted for him don't feel that way. And if you think, no matter what happens in this, that that's going away, I think you better think again, because I don't think it is. And I think Saturday was just a... a uh, Taste. Well, just a kind of a re... You know, just to confirm once again that the, the people are with this... Pre- he's, I said this to you. He connects to the people, and, and the 70 plus million people in this country have bought into they want, they America want, first. They yeah. want liberty. They don't want make American citizens last, blurring the line between citizen and non-citizen, with, which is going to come with a Biden presidency. Right. They, well, don't, they don't want to be pinned in a corner and told that they'll get their stipend every week. They want a chance... To be great. They want a chance to advance themselves. They want a chance to grow. Well, and this new system will not allow that. Yeah. S- speaking of that, and, and, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, I was going to equate it to sports because I think that's something we're, we're all fans of. Everybody's a fan. and most, most people are fans of sports. And what happens with your team? This is our team. Like America, this, it's like Team USA, right? Yep. That's basically what, what Donald Trump is leading, Team USA. And the fact that people are hating on our team, that's like, that's like, you know, you and your brother having a fight in the street and somebody, like, gets involved. You and your brother gang up on that guy and beat his ass because yep. he shouldn't be getting involved between the fight between you and your brother. But this is basically it. It's, this is our team. This, these are our Yankees. If you're a Red Sox fan, you're heartbroken when they lose, when you thought they were going to win. You know what I mean? And when somebody bad mouths your team, you don't like it. And that's what we're seeing is that finally we have a captain of our team who's saying, no, we're, we're going to win this. It's like Mark Messier of the 94 Rangers. He made his bold predict- prediction and people bought in and they were like, you know, it, it was like a wave. It, it's, it's just like it's, I equate it to people loving their team in this in this respect. It's Team USA and yeah. people love Team USA. Yeah. So, um. PBS did a little election special about a month ago, and I didn't know it at the time, but about two weeks ago, I gave you a clip from this small clip from this piece, which I'm now going to show you the whole thing, into this Dominion voting deal and some of the problems that they were afraid of a month ago, two months ago, whenever this was. Now, I want you to watch this, and I want you to listen very carefully. Roll it, G. In Georgia, early voting turnout is high. The presidential race is a toss-up, and both Senate seats are in play. 
So naturally, the political world is nervously watching what voters here will do. While in the world of computer science, they are tensely tracking what the voting machines will do. Georgia's kind of a petri dish. Alex Halderman is a professor of computer science at the University of Michigan. There's a lot more we have to learn about Georgia's election system, and that's going to help inform how to better secure elections, not just in Georgia in November, but across the country for years to come. He's among a handful of independent election security experts getting unprecedented access to the inner workings of the state's $107 million voting system rolled out earlier this year. Also taking a deep dive, election security white hat hacker Hari Hursty. They have set, set up a, a complicated system which is centralized and doesn't seem to have any safeguards. Georgia's vote tallying system is a complex assortment of laptops, iPads, magnetic cards, touchscreens, printers, and scanners. Lots of moving parts. This is the poll pad. On election day, it is used to check in voters. Rick Barron is Fulton County's Director of Registration and Elections. He gave me a demo. It tells whether we've issued a, an absentee by mail ballot whether somebody's voted early, whether they've voted that absentee ballot, or whether they, they're still eligible to vote. Once a voter is deemed eligible, the iPad activates a magnetic card, which in turn unlocks a so-called ballot marking device, or BMD. This is a um, pretty complicated way to do something you could do with pen and paper. The, there yes. are advantages here, right? Yes. The advantages are puts a true mark on the screen. When done, the voter prints a ballot. Selections are recorded in human-readable text and in a QR code, which is read and counted by an optical scanner. Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger says this is more accurate than pen and paper. The problem with pen and paper is sometimes you have your instructions on what you're supposed to do, but you end up with spoiled ballots. Sometimes people will put an X here, but then they'll circle this one here, or they'll make different marks on it. What did they really mean there? Still, elections officials tell us they seldom see a hand-marked ballot where they can't determine voter intent. In 2019, Georgia bought the devices from a Canadian company called Dominion Voting Systems. They replaced paperless machines like these, made by a now-defunct company called Diebold Election Systems. A federal judge forced the state to scrap the discredited devices. Election security activist Marilyn Marks was part of the lawsuit that triggered the change. But for her, ballot-marking devices, now used widely in 14 states, are not the ideal remedy. We need paper records that are marked by the voter with the voters on hand, where we know that was recorded the way that the voter wanted it recorded. So she and the other plaintiffs took aim at the new voting machines. The lawsuit came into sharp focus after their chaotic debut in the June primary. The poll pads took as long as 30 hours to download the voter database, displayed the wrong races, and would randomly shut down and the power-hungry ballot marking devices blew circuit breakers in numerous locations. Poll workers, many of whom had no hands-on training because of the pandemic, were often befuddled by the new technology. 
We've learned a lot of lessons. We're putting technicians in every single polling place. We have to make sure that not only do the poll workers know how to use the equipment, but then these technicians are then going to be relied upon to fix any issues. We want to just fly under the radar and do our jobs and, you know, stay away from the news. <laughs> But election security experts working (laughs) for the plaintiffs in the lawsuit against the state have uncovered several troubling issues. Alex Alderman looked closely at the QR codes where the votes are encoded for the scanner. By analyzing the structure of the QR codes, I've been able to learn that um, there's nothing that stops an attacker from just duplicating one and the duplicate would count the same as the original barcode. And in late September, another concern came to light. During testing, election workers found half the names of the 21 candidates for Senate intermittently disappeared from screens during the review phase. Oops. Dominion sent out a last-minute software patch. Sure. I'm worried that the Georgia system is the technical equivalent to the 737 MAX. Oh. They've just made oh. a last-minute software change that uh, might well have unintended consequences and cause even more severe problems on Election Day. You never want to rush something which is mission critical, and this is mission critical, into production without proper time of testing. That's really one of the ways bad actors are finding the vulnerabilities to exploit is looking for in honest vulnerabilities and finding out if they can be weaponized, if they can be exploited. Despite all the concerns, federal judge Amy Totenberg decided to let the election proceed with the ballot marking device system. The Secretary of State says post-election audits will bring any QR code discrepancies to light. We're in the process of really, you know, continuing to expand the capabilities that we have so we can audit more of the races. When we do the audit, we actually do it on the human readable portion, not on the QR code. Alex Halderman and his team at the University of Michigan conducted a mock election to see if voters are likely to catch mistakes on the printouts. Only 7% spotted a deliberately planted error. So double check your ballot before you scan. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Miles O'Brien in Atlanta. So how confident would you be going into Election Day? This is, um, I don't remember the exact date on this, but it's a, probably a month or so, two months. Early voting was going on, so what, I mean, it couldn't yeah. have been that long. And it was just after they mentioned the June election, right? June primary? Yeah. So you got that to work. So sometime during the summer. And then you couple that with the fact that, uh, who was it? Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar actually were part of a suit, I think, for because they were upset with the way Dominion uh, worked and were not very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, they didn't trust it. So, what, uh, I mean, so where's Judy Woodruff now? What a follow-up to her story. Nowhere. That's where. Where is anyone else on this? Yeah, where's Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar? Why aren't they speaking up? There was an actual court case. This is not some conspiracy theory, you know? Don't you know every single whistleblower is conspiracy theory? Come on, move along, everybody. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. It's blowing up behind. Nothing to see here. Move along. Don't Stop wasting our time asking questions about this. The office of the president-elect is up and running, and that's all you need to know. From his mudroom, he looks great.
That's all you need to know. Amazing this- stuff. And you know what's even crazier is that you know tomorrow, even tonight, probably going to bring more. So Sydney Powell's going to say something else that she's seen, and she's going to say it, and it's going to get reported. And the mainstream media is not going to want to touch it. They have not even attacked her. You and know how, what inter- how interesting is it that this was done about Georgia, where where in the heart of everything is right now, where the where the accusations are floating about the Secretary of State in these exact machines, in this exact deal. And the guy says it's yeah. like a Petri dish. He equated Georgia to a Petri dish. Yeah, that's great. Good time. Most important election. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's try this. Yeah, let's good. throw it in six weeks before. What could go wrong? One, right. one, well, that's one, why this yeah. story here, Lynn Wood, you know, he filed, uh, he filed uh, a lawsuit seeking to block the certificate, certification of Georgia election results. This is... Uh, well, Sidney Powell said to every Secretary of State, if you think about, if you even think about um, certifying election results... Just remember, you're certifying your own fraud, which I plan on proving. Yep. Yep. So, My- Myra Herbert Bush said, just think us and Georgia will be back January 5th. She said that on Facebook. Well, I've been, I've been talking about sounding the alarm in Georgia now for at least two weeks. And what, what do we know is going on? Right now, we're set up for another disaster from what I can tell. on a Monday on Real America's Voice, 17 past the hour. Glad you're in. Uh, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Comcast in Chicago. And uh, many more to come. Um, Of course, on all OTTs, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, Roku. Download the uh, Real America's Voice app on your phone, tablet, all your streaming devices. No excuse not to be locked in with us here, 8 to 10 every night. And the rest of Real America's Voice. Steve Bannon and the guys in the morning. Steve Gruber early on. Jeff Carrere um, at noon. Miranda Com with News On. America's Voice Live with Tudor Dixon, 1 to 3. And Steve Gruber. Water Cooler at 4. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, th- I think we're, we're still, also going to still- be uh, showing up on Dominion Network too, right? Yeah. Eric Brighton's <laughs> actionable <laughs> intelligence. Yeah, we're stealing that name and water cooler. We're going to do by the water cooler with our actionable intelligence. Paul's for two favorite <laughs> stealing names. Stealing both of their names. We need a new water cooler here. And soon, soon, very soon, get ready. Waiting. Prime time with Dr. Gina's coming. Dr. Gina Loudon. For, for a second, I thought we were getting a, a certain football player. Oh, Dion Sanders. No, 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 not Dion. She's the real. I was like, prime. imagine, imagine Dion having a show on here. She's no. the real prime time. So, uh, no, I mean, come on, get ready. Nice. Um, and more to come still, obviously. So, uh, let's do some news here, Paul Nolan. What's going on in the news? All right, from uh, from just the news. Um, sexual ab- abuse claims against Boy Scouts of America would do. Ugh. By Monday, uh, deadline to the organization's bankruptcy case and almost 90,000 claims oh, were filed. Wow. 90,000. Oh 
Boy Scouts filed for bankruptcy protection in February of this year when the group began facing hundreds of lawsuits alleging Boy Scout leaders and sexual abuse from decades ago. As of Monday afternoon, there was 88,500 sexual abuse claims made, according to lawyers, as uh, at the 5 p.m. deadline approach. So um, the organization has encouraged individuals to come forward and receive compensation. Yeah. Ugh. What kind of compensation you give a kid? You wrecked his life. Right? No price for that. Um, many the uh, the geniuses in Minneapolis City Council <laughs> voted Friday to approve an additional half a million dollars for the city's police department to help with recent crime surge. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> Gee, I, I'm shocked by this. And they gave them, the, uh, the odd part is they gave themselves the administration gave them all hundred thousand dollar raises and they gave the court the cops a buck. Man, wow, that's amazing. They got a problem with crime in Minneapolis? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It says the uh, violent crime is up more than 20% compared to last year and 40% compared to two years ago. The police department is prepared to undergo a proposed budget cut of about 12 million. Many officers are retiring due to the uh, new policies. Wow. Jackasses. That's shocking. The crime's up in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. It's. Hmm. who would, who would I mean, thought, that's just nuts. The next who, thing we're going to hear is it's up in New York City. Oh, <laughs> who could figure? Yeah, in other news, uh, violent crime is up 207% in New York City. What a shock. Let's take the anti-crime cops off. Yeah. Sure. Um, China warned the U.S. on Monday to stop all military contact with Taiwan, not to interfere with China's internal affairs, as the United States awaits official resolution of its 2020 presidential election. Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian uh, said, once, we war- once again, we warn the U.S. that any act that undermines Chinese core interests or interferes in China's internal affairs will be resolutely countered by the Chinese side and cannot stop the historical trend of China's reunification um the mainland government in beijing believes otherwise uh beijing wants the u.s to acknowledge that stance as uh, and uh taiwan the taiwan strait has been a source of tension between beijing and taipei as uh, there's been a scene for armed clom- conflict uh, really between the two chinas uh really since 1955 so uh, a lot of saber rattling there. Um, I think Pompeo had uh, said something to the effect of go. No, he didn't say that. He, did, he was dip- diplomatic, but uh, pretty heavy stuff going on there. I think the um, I think I think it's getting the tensions going to keep rising as China is going to have their fingerprints all over this virus and, uh, you know, and this great reset. Um, so I want to just go back and read. Thanks, Paul. I just want to go back and revisit what happened in Nevada tonight, too, because it's kind of I guess it's I would consider it breaking news. Um, so let me just take you back. So Adam Laxalt, who I've heard do numerous interviews, who seems very on top of all this, I believe he used to be um, I'm looking at his bio here. I know he was something in Nevada, but uh, attorney general, I believe, former attorney general of Nevada. So he he said tonight. The Clark County Commission just threw out an election that represents almost one-sixth of the total votes cast in Clark County because there were way too many, quote-unquote, discrepancies to be sure that the results in the election can be certain. 153,000 votes in this election. Then the president tweeted, big victory moments ago in the state of Nevada. 
the all Democrat County commissioner race. So that is, this is not the presidential race. It's the all Democrat County commissioner race, which was on the same ballot as the presidential race just thrown out because of large scale voter discrepancy. Clark County officials do not have confidence in their own election security, major impact. Then there was somebody, um, Megan Masirly, who is reporting on the ground there, I believe, in Nevada, said the Clark County Commission is meeting to canvas the results of this election. Uh, and I'll just get this is throughout the day. So I'll just give you everything she said. Attorney Craig Muller is here in front of the Clark County Commissioner's Office asking for a total revote. Muller is alleging that the Clark County Registrar flooded the county with an additional 93,000 ballots, which he says wouldn't have been a problem if not for the sig, um, signature verification machine. Clark County Register Joe Gloria is now speaking before the commission. He's going through thanking people who were involved in the election process, including local law enforcement and fire shopping centers that offered space for polling. Clark County Register Joe Glory reads into his record the results of the canvas, which found, ready, 936 discrepancies, including 710 in male precincts, 121 in early voting precincts, and 105 in election day precincts. Gloria says those discrepancies include six voters who voted twice, mail-in ballot issues with ballot cure process, counting board process, tracking ballots from signature verification to manual verification, early vote slash election day issues, canceling voter check-ins, check-in errors, etc. There were 60,000 provisional ballots, 57,000 were accepted, 2,200 were rejected. Those rejected included 115 who had already voted, 142 voted in the wrong precinct, eight were not eligible to vote, 2,000 not registered to vote, 53 did not provide adequate proof of residence. Clark County Commissioner Larry Brown had made a motion to accept the results of the election, except in County Commission District C. Gloria says he has found discrepancies in the Clark County Commission C race that he can't reconcile. There are a total of 139 discrepancies in that race that he acknowledges that could affect the outcome of the election. Clark County Register Joe Gloria on the Clark County Commission District C race, we have found so many discrepancies we cannot explain that would cast a doubt on whether or not the margin of victory is solid. Again, this is on the all-Democrat race, but it's on the same ballot as the presidential race. Now they're discussing the fact that Clark County could set up a special election just for one particular race to rerun the election if it doesn't certify... um, if they can't certify the vote. So, I mean, it's just a mess. Oh, now now where's the fraud? Why are you wasting everybody's time? I mean, it's... You've got your head so far in the sand at this point, if you want to acknowledge what's basically sitting right in front of you. It's absurd.
All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Speaking of crazy town, I have a crazy town tonight because okay. there's old um, Bernie Sanders. He'll be good as Labor Secretary. Oh, <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> um, Bernie was out there. It's funny now because the defund the police is such an absolute, utter, abject, disaster failure. Now they're trying to say that, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not us. So that's the basis here, G, if you have it, of today's Crazy Town. Now listen to what he says here. Nobody I know, no one I know, who's running for okay. office talks about defunding the police. Many affluent suburb, suburbs have essentially already begun pursuing a defunding of the police. Oh, okay. This movement is not new. This AOC. is about investment. I really consider it a refund. Defunding oh. police okay. means defunding police. We need to truly cut $1 billion in NYPD spending. We have this super aggressive oh. police department. So yes, defund your butts. Oh. Not only do we need to disinvest, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis oh. Police Department. Two House Democrats okay. unveiling a bill. It would take away federal resources from oh, police Talib. departments across the nation. Breathe Act is bold. It's yes. meaningful. It's transformative. I am so proud to endorse Senator Bernie Sanders oops. for president. This is not just about oh, running oops. for president. I am endorsing oh, um, Bernie Sanders because he's not going to sell himself. No one Nobody I know. I know who's running for office talks about defunding the police. No, 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 no one you know. Look at that bullshit face. Only the people that endorse you. <laughs> Oh my God! We need that twice. We're gonna have to play that again at the end of this segment. That no one good. I know. No one I know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy! Yeah, so and, and they talk about this uh, hammer and scorecard and this Dominion machines. They robbed Bernie. They robbed Bernie. That was used against him. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend, Kim Strasso, who's brilliant put out a, um opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal, and it's entitled Harvesting the 2020 Election. Pelosi's top priority was remaking the electoral system. The virus gave her a boost. And this is what we've been talking about when people say, where's the fraud, Damien? Where's the fraud? The fraud started before the votes were cast. That's what no one is talking about. That's what no one is asking Joe Biden questions about. No one's asking any Democrats about. Why were you going into all these places and to going to all these secretaries of states, going to all these rogue judges, going to all the governors that you could get to, like Tom Wolf and Ava Perone, and changing the playing field? Well, that's the basis of Kimberly Strassel's piece, and it says the following. The Trump campaign is pressing its case that last week's ballot counting was off and it'll get its day in court. But if Republicans want a fuller accounting of the shenanigans, they'll need to look much further back than Election Day. They'll need to internalize Nancy Pelosi's H.R. 1, House Resolution 1, and then do battle. House Resolution 1 is the designation for the first bill unveiled in any new Congress. It's designed to highlight the majority party's top priority. In early 2017, the Republican-led House gave the title to Donald Trump's tax reform. When Mrs. Pelosi retook the Speaker's gavel in 2019, 
her party had just campaigned on a new slew of urgent Democratic priorities, health care, climate change, immigration, student debt. None of those rose to the honor of H.R. 1. Instead, Mrs. Pelosi unveiled a 600-plus page bill devoted to election reform. Some of the legislation was aimed at weaponizing campaign finance law, giving Democrats more power to control political speech and to intimidate opponents. But the bill was equally focused on empowering the federal government to dictate how states conduct elections. Hello? Listening? With the new rules designed to water down ballot integrity and to corral huge new tranches of Democratic voters. The bill would require states to offer early voting. They also would have to allow election day and online voter registration, diluting the accuracy of the voting rolls. H.R. 1 would make states register voters automatically from government databases, including federal welfare recipients. College and universities were designated as voter registration hubs and 16-year-olds would be registered to vote two years in advance. The bill required, quote-unquote, no-fault absentee ballots, allowing anyone to vote by mail for any reason. It envisioned prepaid postage for federal absentee ballots. It would cripple most state voter ID laws. It left in place the ballot harvesting rules that let paid activists canvas neighborhoods to hoover up absentee votes. Democrats grandly named their bill for the People Act, but conservatives had better titles. This page called it the Majority Preservation Act, while the editors at National Review described it as Unconstitutional Authoritarian Power Grab Act. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell decreed the bill as a, quote, naked attempt to change the rules of American politics to benefit one party, unquote and dubbed it the Democrat Politician Protection Act. Mrs. Pelosi's bill didn't become law, despite her attempts this year to jam some of its provisions into coronavirus bills, but it turns out she didn't really need it. Using the virus as an excuse, Democrat and liberal groups brought scores of lawsuits to force states to adopt these exact provisions. Many Democratic politicians and courts happily agreed states mailed out ballots to everyone judges uh, disregarded statutory deadlines for receipts of votes they scrapped absentee ballot witness requirements states set up curbside voting drop-off boxes they signed off on ballot harvesting meanwhile the fix as it were was in well before anyone started counting votes Let me repeat that last line. The fix was in well before anyone started counting votes. Pollsters aside, political operatives understood this election would be close, potentially closer in key states than it was in 2016. The Democratic strategy from the start, as evidenced by that legal onslaught, was to get rules in place that would allow them to flood the zone with additional mail-in ballots. And of course, there was harvesting, as these pages warned. This isn't a new practice. Candidates and campaigns have been honing it in for years. Three years ago, the Palm Beach Post ran an expose on the practice down in Florida. 
A North Carolina congressional race in 2018 was rolled by a ballot harvesting operation, and a new election was ordered. This year simply offered the perfect environment to roll it out at new levels. And throughout the fall, conservative groups were documenting examples. Yet the beauty of ballot harvesting is that it's nearly impossible to prove fraud. How many harvesters offered to deliver votes only to throw away inconvenient ones? How many voters were pushed or cajoled or even paid or had a ballot filled and returned for them without their knowledge? And this is before questions of what other mischief went on amid millions of mailed ballots and reduced voter verification (laughs) rules. As the Heritage Foundation's election expert Hans von Spakovsky has explained, mail-in voting is the, quote, single worst form of election possible because it moves the entire election beyond the oversight of election officials. Republicans fought the worst changes, but were up against a virus excuse the whole way. The question is whether they now understand the stakes. This election was a mere glimpse of the system that Mrs. Pelosi wants nationwide. And she has already suggested election reform might again be her first priority in 2021. The GOP's job is to harness voters' frustration about the murky mess that this was into a movement that demands transparency and renewed integrity of the ballot or risk a lot of 2020 repeats. And that is right on the money from top to bottom. And it's what we've talked about. It's what Levin has talked about and has been on it before anyone else was on it. He, he warned about this, these lawsuits, that they were going into these Democratic uh, cities, Democratic um, states, to these Democratic governors, and they were changing the playing field. And, and that's where the fraud is. Before the ballots were even cast, the fraud had already in some ways taken place. Because as we know now, we've all learned a lot, the state legislatures have the final say on how these are supposed to go down. And they just totally disregarded that. Well, they were using the, uh, the, the pandemic as the excuse, like the piece said. And um, ballot harvesting is still against the law in some states, including Pennsylvania, where Lindsey Graham said on Monday that he last Monday that he learned about a potential ballot harvesting in Pennsylvania nursing homes. We're up to 25,000 cases. Uh, they were collected and they're finding out that they were requested all at the exact same time. So we're still waiting to see what, what more comes out of that, too, because that's another, there you go, another 25,000 votes but, in Pennsylvania, just from nursing homes. This also suggests that the man-made virus that came from Biden's deep state partnership in China wasn't deployed as a weapon from subversive actors within our own country. I mean, this suggests that, 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 that that's not even a possibility. I mean, how much more evidence do we need that these people will stop at nothing to rule this world? And I just don't I just don't think that should be discounted. And no one ever talks about the virus man-made, the connections to the Carolina and Chapel Hill, and then the stopped fundings by the NIAHD, and then it goes over to China, and then Fauci's team still sends three point seven million there twice. But that has no one's got any connection to that. We're not going to at any at any point discuss, you know, the, the relationship there. Uh, I don't I don't get that. 
or the 99.6% or 7% uh, recovery rate. Yeah. You know, so it's not as deadly as they're trying to tell everybody to make everybody crazy and be like, we have to lock down live. But if they can make COVID-19, they can make COVID-21. Yep. They can make COVID-23. They can make make it more and more uh, deadly, right? They can make it uh, COVID-2030. Dude. Um, (laughs) Dr. Fauci was on Jake Tapper yesterday. Oh, yay. Well, he was um, probably a wealth of knowledge. Oh, yeah. Here's um, what that discussion sounded like. Roll it, G. We've got to get the vaccine. It's got to be deployed. And we can't abandon fundamental public health measures. You can approach a degree of normality while still doing some fundamental public health things that synergize with the vaccine to get us back to normal. So not until the second or third quarter of 2021, though. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah, I'm... Well, yeah. Oh, thank you. God. Christmas is not going to be. It's like they're picking a fight. And Joe Biden today, Joe Biden today says, um, well, if you're going to do Thanksgiving, you know, come on, man. It's it should be five people, 10 at the most. And I'm thinking to myself, where does this genius just come up with these? Is he just making this up as he goes five or 10 at the most? Trillion Who billion. tells them that? <laughs> trillion, yeah, billion, trillion billion. Let's try that. <laughs> trillion billion. on a Monday night, Real America's Voice. It's been a great Monday show, great audience. Thanks to you all for checking in wherever it is. Uh, we'll do some a little more sports here, a little more news, and then uh, <clears throat> Paul wants to see the crazy town one more time. Um, I'm, I'm reminded, speaking of Trump, before we get to sports, let me just do this quick. David Brody, when he um, interviewed the president talking about uh, Fox News and the president not being too happy, about it and now cnn being up for sale and the president if he doesn't get reelected, thinking about the rumor is that he may want to start a news organization cut 5g let's remind uh this here's what the president's thoughts were at the time roll that what's going on with fox news exactly you've been very critical of that. yeah i don't i don't like what they're doing at fox Why news that? uh they have people on that uh network that are horrible vicious <laughs> you have people that work for schumer you have people that uh are unbelievably against us and viciously and they spew lies commentators it's i am not happy with fox i will tell you that right now people think i should be happy i'm not happy with fox at all mm-hmm. all i do is give them good ratings and frankly uh and and my supporters feel the same way you know there was a study the other day and I uh, <laughs> believe it or not in the washington post that i have probably possibly the strongest base in history the history of politics okay could be and my base hates what fox news is doing compare them to the old days with roger ailes Mm. because you have to understand we're against cnn and we're against msdnc which is you know (laughs) right you know what that is and they're two horrible networks Mm. and they don't put anything they put nothing 
ever positive. Whereas Fox News wants to be politically correct all of a sudden. So Fox News, I'm not happy with them, but that's okay. And they can do whatever they want. Uh, I think my people understand it and I understand it, but Roger Ailes would have never let this happen. We have 100% against, 100% those two. And you know, our people are the ones that got Fox to be in first place. Mm -hmm. The only one that doesn't know that is Fox. <laughs> the Trump supporters do not like Fox. We have great people, Sean Hannity, Laura, Fox and Friends, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, you watch Fox, watch Fox, try watching Fox sometime over the weekend. Mm. It's like a complete hit job during the day, during the day weekend. It's like a hit job. I mean, I, truer words have never been spoken. And that, that was obvious again this weekend. So, all right, let's do some sports with Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D, that's always a tough follow, the president. Uh, but we got the rodeo, PRCA rodeo this weekend. Rodeo, Austin Extreme Bulls at the Dell Diamond, Round Rock, Texas. Fletcher Jowers riding on Desperate Man. Score was 92, and the payout was $10,700. We have the Brawley, California, Brawley, Cattle Call Rodeo, Cattle Call Arena, uh, Bareback, Gary Sh Garrett, Shatbolt, riding on Misplaced Insanity. Score was 88. He had a score of 1906. <laughs> a payout of 1906. Is that Rick? Is that your ex-wife? The Biden campaign's horse. <laughs> and, uh, How about the some... Frisky Chicken? Is that in there? Frisky Chicken did not uh, show this weekend. Big uh, There, Rick. Um, and Steer Wrestling, Tucker Allen, 4.1 seconds. And Saddle Bronc was Colt Gordon, like that name, on Yeti Rambler. 88 and a half was his score. Uh, we have the Stockyards Pro Rodeo, Steer Wrestling, Blake Doyle in three and a half seconds. It's pretty quick. And a tie down roping, Blake Cox, seven, eight seconds. And a Saddle Bronc was uh, Jacob Crawley on Night Train. And also we had Breakaway Roping. Nicole Baggerly, who barely edged out Jackie Crawford by one tenth of a second uh, with a 1.8 second roping for 1584. Let's go to the NFL. Tampa Bay. Toppled Carolina 46 to 23. Tom Brady 28 to 39, 340 yards and three TDs. Looks like he's getting back in the swing of things. Cleveland clipped Houston 10 to 7. Uh, Washington fell just short in Detroit 30 to 27. They made a comeback. New York Giants over to Philadelphia Eagles 27-17. At 3-5 and 1, Philly still leads the NFC East. The NFC East is <laughs> 2 and 18 versus teams, non-division teams. That's the first time in NFL history that has happened. The Giants are right in the thick of it now. Yeah. Yeah, they're an they Evan Ingram drop from dominating <laughs> yeah, that division. Exactly. Uh, and, and I don't know, I'm sure everybody by now has seen that uh, Hail Murray, Hail Murray they're calling it, Kyle Murray's throw to DeAndre Hopkins right at the end of the game. An unbelievable 43-yard pass to win 32-30. to uh, Like I said, everybody's probably seen that seven ways from Sunday. Um, and uh, San Francisco fell to New Orleans 27-13. to However, Drew Brees was having a dynamite year, the all-time NFL passer, as uh, uh, Bruce... Uh, has five fractured ribs, and uh, he also has a collapsed lung on the right Jeez. side. So, uh, really? Yeah, you got yeah Jameis Winston time. So we'll see. He, they don't know how long he's going to be out, and uh, they're hoping he does. They say in the playoffs soon. is his best shot. Oh, unbelievable. Um, and then uh, in a rainy game last night, the uh, New England Patriots beat the Baltimore Ravens, who seemed to be on his flight. Of course they 23 did. 23 to 17. Of course they did. <laughs> I, I text Paul before kickoff, and I said, this has got to be the biggest sucker game ever, people betting on Baltimore. I said, how can this be? Did what, I not? What I tell you? You said you The do. two worst handicappers <laughs> that I know, worst. And they know they're bad. 
Their two best bets were both Baltimore. Yeah. I took my spatula out, flipped it. Yeah. I said to Paul, there's no way the Patriots can't win this game. How is this, this line six and a half? They should be favored by 15. The Patriots are going to win this game. I mean, it was so clear. You know, sometimes the odds makers in Vegas, they tell you, they tell you a lot of what you need to know just by the line they set because they know more than you know, and they know it before you know it. Yeah, so you just got to see what they're trying to tell you. And Green Bay had a big scare in Lambeau. They almost lost to 1-7 Jacksonville. They actually eked it out 24-20. And there was a report that came out last week that somebody had 11-1 to odds. They put $99,000 on, uh, on Green Bay to win. They would, the return would have been like nine grand. I mean, that guy was sweating out. He thought he had a lock. And, uh, they kept turning the ball over, boy. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, and just real quick, Big D, Saturday's WBO welterweight title fight between Terrence Crawford and Kel Brick and, uh, Brook ended in a fourth-round knockout. Uh, Terrence Crawford is just looking unbelievable. 37-0, 28 knockouts. Uh, so uh, we'll keep an eye on him. He's really uh, you know, been around. He's 33 years old, but uh, he's probably the top fighter in the game right now. And uh, one more thing, Big D, set your alarm clock, 4.30 tomorrow morning. Okay, I'll do it right now. Korean baseball, <laughs> World Series, game one. It's the Doosan Bears taking on Damon's NC Dinos. Defending world champion Doosan takes on the number one team all year, the NC Dinos. 4.30 a.m. ESPN. Don't miss it. Okay. Hey, G, let's quickly play. I can't play all of it. Last cut from Sydney Powell today. Cut 11. Uh, here it is. Roll it. I don't think so, Mark. I think the evidence is going to be so overwhelming, and I would warn any state right now that thinks they're going to certify this election to rethink it very seriously, because what they're certifying is their own fraud and their own complicity in fraud. And I wouldn't, I might even mount a class action suit later to sue them themselves for their participation in it. It's ridiculous. The legislatures and the states need to take control right now and reject the certifications of especially the swing states that were so heavily influenced by these hundreds of thousands of vote changes. And the people's own, the smart tech on manual tells you that they can do this. They can change right. any vote they want to change. They can reallocate ID from one vote to another. They can take batches of votes and trash them if they were for Trump, they can add votes for Biden. They can be manipulated any way they want to be manipulated, and they had VPN connections and access. And I think Raheem, Raheem Kassan actually tweeted a message yesterday or a picture yesterday of Glenn Simpson looking behind a string of, of uh, Dominion voting machines. Count in Georgia that they're pretending to do now. Yeah. They're going to try to use that to promote the argument that the Dominion fraud software stuff is a hoax. And they did. That's, that's baloney. I just read they it They did you. all kinds of different things there that include uh, kind of closing out Republican accounts and mm. doing provisional ballots for people that then disappeared. And we've got to have access to the machines themselves to get the software and examine it. But we know there were, quote, glitches in Georgia, too. Right. And any time there was a glitch like that, there was software probably uploaded that changed things. They can change it over the Internet. It should That's never have had an Internet. I mean, it's never uh, exactly never been an Internet. We were told these machines were not online. Unbelievable. Man, I hope she needs to be protected. Yes. And uh, God watch over her, man, because she is doing yeoman's work. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, friend. We will see you tomorrow night. Back with you in 22, live from Studio 6B. We'll see you tomorrow night.